Howdy, and welcome to the Red Dirt Aggie Show. I'm Brian, the Red Dirt Aggie, and uh, I'm here with Treaty Oak Revival today. And what's going on, guys? Hey, how's it going? Howdy. Well, um, I guess we'll just kind of start off, and I'll have uh, each one of you kind of introduce yourself and um, say, you know, what your role is in the band so that our our listeners can kind of get an idea of that, and then we'll just kind of dive into the interview today. So, uh, Andrew, you want to start? Yeah, my name is Andrew Carey. I'm currently based in Odessa, Texas. I play bass for Trudio Cavallo. I'll go next. Hey, how's it going? I'm Lance Vanley. I'm based out of West Texas as well. And uh, I play rhythm guitar, and I sing the harmonies in Trudio Revival. Jeremiah Vanley, uh, I'm from Odessa, and I play lead. Jesus Christ. My name is Sam Canty, and I sing for Trudio Revival, <laughs> and I play acoustic guitar. How's it going? I'm in Oklahoma. Oh, well, um, so what is it that really uh, that really made y'all uh, or inspired you to want to become musicians? Uh one of you or all of you can take that question. Uh, I mean, I can start. I mean, for me, uh, I started learning how to play the guitar. I got a guitar for my ninth birthday, uh, something I really, you know, wanted to learn how to do and uh, started taking lessons. And, uh, you know, when I was in middle school and stuff like that, was in a couple, you know, metal bands with my friends uh, playing drums, ironically, uh, in, in those bands. But, uh, you know, just kept going on and wanting to play more and more. And uh, I ended up going to school for music. Uh, and so I wanted to, you know, continue doing that. Uh, didn't realize I was going to actually be able to do it, uh, you know, uh, full time. You know, it's, you know, that's the pipe dream, you know, for any musician is, you know, being able to do it as your full time job. But, uh, you know, for me that was, you know, it was always a dream, but, you know, you don't always get to make your dreams, you know, come true. Uh, so that was, you know, pretty much where I came from, just like wanting to always do this when I was, uh, and I believe 20, 22, 21 or 22, um, at a venue that we just played, um, a month ago, um, up in Lawrence, Kansas, uh, I was watching a band called Johnny Swim and, uh, I'd seen them there live before a couple of years prior. And the second time they came back, they sold it out. And like, I was watching them on the stage play that set. And like, I just sat there and I was like, I don't know when, I don't know how, but one day I'm going to be on that stage doing that, like for my job. And, uh, lo and behold, you know, uh, just a few years later, you know, was able to go and do that, which is just insane to me. Um, and, you know, dream come true. I got to tell that story um, when we were at the Granada at the theater that I had that, you know, dream, that dream moment, but kind of that, you know, kind of claiming it moment for myself of just like, I'm going to do it. Like, I don't know how we're going to get there. You know, I don't know what genre music it's going to be a part of or anything like that. You know, I just knew I wanted to be on the stage playing. Right. What about everybody else for your starts on music? Yeah, uh, I'll go. I was a clarinet section leader in high school marching band. I didn't even nice. get a guitar until, I guess it was late, late high school, 17, 18. I started messing around writing some songs. And uh, the composition aspect of music has always been something 
that has made me feel things. And I never really went to live shows, but I picked up a bass one day for a small band in Abilene and played on stage for the first time. I was like, whoa, this is pretty sweet. And then I met these guys and played for even more people. I'm like, you know what? I think I can get used to this. <laughs> and it's just never stopped. Uh, I've always... Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll go... There you go. Here you go, Sammy. Mike. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, are you... I'll make it work. Uh, I've always been very musical. Uh, played piano and uh, flute in junior high and elementary school and uh didn't start playing guitar till college uh started writing songs in college and uh, yeah i've it's songwriting and has kind of been a hobby of mine ever since until i joined this thing and then it became a career so uh, yeah just just been kind of getting better and better and better at songwriting as it goes and since now that i feel like we finally found our style i've kind of started writing around uh you know writing towards what makes a treaty of revival song us and uh, i think we kind of are at the point where we found what that is so yeah uh just happy to be here man right on so i uh i started playing music in uh seventh grade band seventh and ninth grade play the trombone for for band and then i Ended up quitting doing something else for a while, and then, you know, after high school, some of my friends wanted to start a, a garage band playing some Metallica covers or System of the Down. So we, they wanted me to pick up a bass. Oh, yeah. Started, I, I started playing bass. I was in the gar- I was in the garage during those days, <laughs> Jeremiah. Was. I, I was a little, I was a little eight year, I was a little eight year old standing out Just there getting my ears blown out by <laughs> these guys pumping their amps way louder than they need to. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's about yeah. That's, and then uh, I played in my in my bedroom for about 12 years and then uh, kind of started playing church when I was about, you know, 29, 30. And then this is this is like my second band. You know, it, it, I started we started a band right after right before this called Free Spirit and it kind of transitioned into this band. So, <laughs> yeah. But it's been a blast. So, Well, it's uh it's interesting hearing all y'all, you know, started off playing a uh, band in school. I mean, I, I used to play the trumpet back in high school and middle school. And stuff, all right. So all oh, right. yeah. <laughs> Marching fellow on, fellow so. band nerds. Uh, oh, yeah. Band geeks Man, I night. wish I picked trumpet <laughs> instead. Shit. I was, on, I was on the drum line. I could not read sheet music very well. <laughs> on the drum line, it's just like, it's the same. I can read drum patterns. I can read that very well. <laughs> yeah, you get it with your rhythms. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah. Well, um, what would y'all say is your, the, your favorite part of, of just of creating music? Um, well, this, we can go one at a time or if one. Oh, of oh, has one, I know. know. Yeah. It's whenever you play it that first time, like you have all these ideas, you're talking about it, you're shooting stuff back and forth and then you go and do the run and then the drop comes or that moment comes and it hits and it's perfect. There's nothing that can replicate that feeling. All right. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, for me, uh, I I mostly really enjoyed the collaborative process uh, with writing with these guys. Because, um, you know, it's like for a lot of these songs that we write, you know, um, Sam, you know, for the most part is heading up the majority of those lyrics. And so, you know, he'll bring a song to us that, you know, 
may be completely done. It may be just a chorus of a song or whatever, but you know, he may have a chord structure idea or he may not even have one. So that process of just like getting together, kind of thinking like, man, what can we do to, you know, accentuate what the song is talking about, like through the music, kind of that type of stuff, but also just, you know, also to throw your ideas around to help each other write something catchy, you know, um, and fun to play. Uh, that's, that's my most enjoyable part. Right. So you kind of want to find, you know, you want to find something that, that sounds nice and is catchy, but that also has the same meaning in the original lyrics that you were kind of bringing in there originally to collaborate. Kind of yeah. Kind of, yeah. Kind of sort of, yeah. With, with some songs, you know, there's more meaning, you know, in the, the sound of the instruments, you know, towards, you know, the theme of the song. Uh, in others, you know, not, there's obviously thought that goes into that, but then, you know, maybe there's not just a direct correlation, you know, one-to-one, but a lot of times the music does end up speaking on, even in t- when we don't intentionally, you know, start out that way, writing it, a lot of times the music ends up kind of replicating the feeling of the song, you know, and right. everything like that. Yeah, I think the fun... Yeah, sometimes something... I think the fun part yeah. for me is, uh, you know, when I do, when we, when we do write these songs or especially when I've brought songs to the band in the past that have already been pretty well written by me and I've played them quite a few times. It's pretty cool to see, you know, music that originally started out in my head become like basically come to life, you know, by, through these guys you know you have an idea for something and you have it in your head and i can't play instruments as well as these guys can so it's really cool to have something that you know sounded a certain way in my head come to life in real life because then you're like holy shit that's exactly you know what i was thinking it was supposed to sound like or sometimes (laughs) even cooler it's it's not what it sounded like at all but it still sounds badass yeah, where they're kind of like, oh, you mean like this? And they're like, oh. Yeah, I'll be oh, like, that's, that's it. <laughs> that's better. it right there, yeah. man. Yeah. I mean, hey, I, I mean, that's how it is with some songs. And I mean, even like on on this record uh, that's going to be coming out here soon, uh, man, I believe was like two weeks before we went in to go record the drums, we all got together. You know, because like, hey, we need to, let's just demo off these tracks, make sure they're the way that we want them to be, you know, the song structure, everything. So when we go into the studio, we have something to reference. And uh, we get there and we get together for a week before, uh, or a couple weeks before that for a few days. And we ended up rewriting, I think, completely like four songs musically. And then we, we changed, I think, like another three pretty heavily from where they were so it was like if i go back and listen to some of the ways those songs were it's like whoa those are like two completely different sounds and feelings (laughs) going on and it's really cool but it was really cool like um cody he can't be here today sadly uh for the podcast uh but he's our drummer uh and he just joined up with us uh back in february and uh i mean at that time we had already recorded the drums twice for this record. Right. Um, uh, and we still weren't happy with, you know, where we were. It was, you know, it didn't sound horrible or anything like that. It just like, 
we kind of had that, well, you know, we thought we wanted it to sound like this, but once we actually laid it down, got it back and listened to it, it was like, ah, okay, maybe we, you know, the thought of what we wanted to sound like wasn't close to what we wanted to sound like. So then it was, okay, back to the drawing board. And uh, Cody, Cody joined up with us, man. And I mean, I tell you what he had, yeah, he's an animal and he is also extremely musical. Uh, And he has a ton of great ideas that made it onto the record for parts that he came up with that aren't his parts on the drums. (laughs) Like, you know, there were, there were times in the studio where we were trying to figure out, you know, how to sing a line a certain way. And, you know, we were kind of a being a couple of things that just, you know, we kept going back and forth and that didn't work, didn't work. And finally Cody's like, Hey, how about you try singing it like this? And he kind of sings it out. (laughs) And then we're like, that sounds great. Like, let's try that. You know, we try that and then boom, that's the take that's on the record, you know? So it's like, Having, like I said, that collaborative process and then the new, the new collaborative process of having someone new to work with after, you know, being with the other three guys, you know, really for the past two years, we all know each other, you know, very well, how we flow together, how we write together. So having someone new come into that picture with even more, you know, musical knowledge as well as musical background uh, and ideas was another just amazing thing to have a part of this group. Yeah, no. And that's, that's cool. And it's interesting. You mentioned, you know, even though he's on drums, it, it's cool. He's still contributing, you know, even in, other Oh yeah, ways, absolutely. You know, up with that. Dude can uh, sing too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. Well, um, what would y'all say is the hardest part of being a musician? Is it, uh, is it creating new music or perfecting the music? Is it the performing? Is it the travel or recording. anything else? <laughs> recording can be very difficult. Um, I man, think it's travel for, for me, man. Yeah. Being away from the travel, family. Travel can be yeah, up there. Um, I think, just being on the road yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely coming from, from not being around that like i mean you know for the last two and a half years we've really only played on the weekends uh because we all had full-time jobs and during the week you know you only get so many days off a year and you know after two weeks you're already out of them (laughs) and it's like Mm -hmm. you know you're like okay hey guys we're gonna have to only do like saturdays this month because i can't take fridays off anymore like you know things like that or if we're gonna play a friday show it's got to be within a two or three hour drive. Like those were like, those were some struggles we dealt with. And then, you know, thankfully, like, thank you to everyone who's been listening and coming out to shows and everything. I mean, it's allowed us to take that next step into being able to do this full time and, and still make sure that we're not going to be homeless on Tuesday, you know? Yeah. Um, so I yeah, mean, I really that, that's, that. that's the hardest, that's the hardest, you know, I would just say it's like literally the hardest thing is, uh, it's, you know, getting to a place to support yourself financially can be extremely difficult, uh, no matter the size of your band, um, or even what you're putting up numbers wise, like that, you know, doesn't matter. You know, it depends on, you know, 
can we manage our money properly or did we save properly to be able to make sure that we're protected? You know, it's right. those, budgeting you know, kind of budgeting, you know, yeah, yeah. budgeting personally and budgeting well, yeah. as a band on what we can purchase, you know, because I mean, as a band, we have new things, new mics we need to purchase and, you know, new cables, you know, cables get broken out on the road, you know, mm-hmm. everything, you know, gets damaged. So it's like, you know, we're really, you know, just thankful to be able to continue to do that and be able to go out and play these shows. Cause the other hard thing, man, is put just, you know, on my end, what I think about is just like putting a show together that people will really enjoy. Um, and that people will want to come back to another one, um, you know, to be able to try and, you know, do things and make, make memories with people and make memorable shows, you know, because we want to see you out again, you know, at the next one. And, you know, having a good live show is obviously a very, <laughs> you know, Monumental. high up on the important list, yeah. uh, you know, for, for people want to come back. So we've been really, we've been really happy and really blessed, you know, getting to see, you know, repeat fans in uh, different cities and at different venues, you know, you kind of, it's like, obviously you're not going to recognize everyone, but you see enough people's faces enough times, you know, you're kind of like, Hey, I recognize you. I've seen you at a show before. That's like, that's be Hey, cool. that's, that's, yeah. that's, yeah, that's, that's the coolest thing ever, man. Like, cause I mean, yeah, it's like at the end of the day, I just feel like I'm a, a dude. I'm just, you know, I'm just a normal dude. I'm not anybody special. So it's like the fact that we get these people coming to shows is just like, it's, it's amazing to Wild. me, man. I love, like, it's, you know, it's it's a part of the dream, you know, like I said, right. where it's, you know, it's that pipe dream to, you know, that, that people enjoy your music and want to come out and support you. And the fact that people are doing that and we get to live it is just awesome. And I can't thank everybody enough for it. Well, yeah, man. And I, I can relate a little bit to some of that, you know, with, with the podcast. I mean, that's that's kind of like the dream for a podcast or something like this, you know. Yeah. I, I would love to be able to, to do this for a living instead of, you know, oh, 100%. a job. But, um, but it's, you know, finding the time to be able to it, – it's like almost like, you know, a tough situation because you got to have enough time to put into it. and But you also have to have money <laughs> to pay for it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, know, that's finding a way difficult. to make it profitable. But when you take that step, you're sacrificing a lot of security in a regular job. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. Cause I mean, that was for us. I mean, why, I mean, people were like, man, why aren't, you know, why aren't you playing as much or aren't you playing more? It's like, dude, I, I gotta make insurance. sure I was like, yeah, I need health insurance. <laughs> I need, I need to make sure that I have enough money to pay rent on the first, like, you know, yeah. it's like, Absolutely. Hey, like, Trust me, like, Stability. I think we want to be out there more than, you know, you want us to be out there almost sometimes, but it's like, you know, sometimes I'm like, I got to make sure that, you know, that my family is, you know, taken care of first, right. you know, that's, you know, we, you know, you want to have as much fun, you know, going out there and doing that as possible, but at the same time, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's just not in the cards, sadly, to be able to do that, yeah. you know, as soon as you want to. Yeah, and I think, I mean, probably one of the biggest things is, you know, uh, that probably a lot of people don't really realize is that we've we've had to make a ton of sacrifices uh, since the beginning of this thing. And even till now, I mean, just, you know, which I guess you could say could be applied to any job, but this job more than most, because it does take a lot of our time and a lot of money and and like they said, when when we wanted decided we want to do this full time, it's still a very big step to quit your job and let go of yeah. that security and those types of benefits and stuff like that. 
but and thankfully you know it works out but i mean there are still some other musicians out there who are still making the sacrifice and you know maybe don't get the kind of recognition that other bands do and they're 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 probably sacrificing the most at that point but i mean when you have a dream sometimes you know those sacrifices can be worth it even if it's just you know you get a little bit of notoriety or uh right or even or even if even if you just you get that amount of joy from going out and playing and doing what you yeah. like like it makes it all worth it at the end of the day so i think yeah, mainly absolutely. it would be it would be the sacrifice for me <laughs> that's the biggest uh yeah downside yeah uh yeah i would agree with that i haven't been able to go to either of my nephew's birthday parties in two years yeah, um, yeah and you miss birthday and i've got one coming shows. up on on uh, October 20th that we're going to be playing another show and they'll be up. My parents will be up there and my brother and my sister-in-law and both my nephews. And it's like, yeah, it sucks. I can't make it. And it's like, they, you know, obviously, you know, my brother and my parents and my sister-in-law, you know, they understand and they get it. But like, you know, I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old nephew. Like they don't understand, like they don't get it. Like, you know, so it's like, I don't like, so, you know, it's like a big part of me is like, you know, when I get that free time, I'm able to go up, you know, and visit them when I can, you know, but it's just also, you know, being able to try and find that time. It's like, that's just a part of those sacrifices. And it's like, you know, right now it's like, I guess, you know, we kind of want to, you know, make all the sacrifices we have to make, you know, to continue to grow this. And then we're all really hoping that, you know, eventually we get to choose some of the sacrifices we have to make, um, you know, down the line. Yeah, and that's kind of – you're hoping it will be more sacrifices in the beginning and then you kind of – as yeah. you grow and you gain more power with when you make those sacrifices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and so it's – but I mean it's all – it's all, you know, it. this is brand new for all of us. Uh, you know, yeah. this is – this is an exciting adventure uh, that we're all on. And, you know, we don't know all the twists and turns, uh, you know, that are on the road ahead of us, but I know, you know, that we all, you know, care about each other, you know, uh, in every facet, you know, of the way, um, you know, as brothers and as family and as band members, you know, so it's like, you know, we're just going to continue pushing down that path to, you know, try and keep a balance between, you know, what's healthy for us and our families and, uh, you know, what's healthy, you know, on the side of trying to be out there as much as possible, you know, so we can meet people and play these shows and, you know, do that. I think we do a really good job respecting all that from each other too. Yeah. Well, um, you know, you talk about being out on the road a lot, uh, so transitioning a little bit, but um, yeah. what are what are some of your favorite places to, to eat while you're out there on the road, or maybe some gas station snacks, or just McDonald's, fast food gas restaurants, whatever. <laughs> That's what it feels like, yeah. I like those, fr- yeah, I like those McDonald's french fries. Oh, they're good. Give me, give me a basket of those. Dude, when yeah, a venue has fries. food for us that's home cooked, that is the best thing oh, they could ever yeah. do. I yeah. love them from then on out if they give us some real food. Yeah. Yeah, like last week and this past weekend, we went to a chef's barbecue in Belton, and it was a, a barbecue joint that also had like a huge kind of outdoor area with a stage and everything that we played right next to the barbecue restaurant, and they fed us. Uh, that, that morning before we sound checked, and that was like some of the best oh, barbecue I've ever had in Texas. So, 
it, it's pretty cool. We've gotten to play some some pretty cool places. Like I know Floors Country Store. You know they always are pretty oh, famous yeah. for their tamales. So every time we go to Floors, we order Ooh. probably like oh, yeah. two or three dozen of their tamales. Oh yeah. I was like, I think we still had some in the RV last weekend. <laughs> I think I opened the fridge and I was like, "What is this?" So I was like, "Oh, it's tamales." So I was like, "I don't know if those are good anymore." <laughs> We're all pretty fond of Bucky's too. If we can get oh. to a Bucky's, then I'm happy. Yeah, Bucky's is Bucky's is the tits. best restrooms in Texas too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but um, what is uh, out on the road? What would you say is the craziest thing y'all have ever? seen or experience that you're willing to talk about so back it uh we used to uh, break down every once in a while that would suck yeah <laughs> the hours yeah, we... our sound check yeah, yeah, yeah. Vehicle breaking down, that's never fun. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying so to think of any – what's any what's Before any we had stories? this bef- – a uh, wild story? Well, yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, well, okay, no, I got, I got one we can talk about. I got one we can talk about. No, yeah, the new Bron- – <laughs> no, you tell the new Bronfels story. Um at uh, River Road Ice House, which I'm not sure if they're a venue anymore. I know they got hit with fines because they didn't pay uh, PROs their dues. Um, uh, so maybe they paid their fines back and they're still a venue. But they were always super fun to play. But I think it was – was it our first or was it our second time ever there that that fight broke out between those two girls? Uh, I think that was our first. <laughs> was it our first? Oh, yeah. <laughs> It was either our first or second time out there. Well, we were, well, we were, we were in the middle of playing a song on the stage, and <laughs> like one like, of the first songs too. Yeah, and it's like very early on in the set, like, and we're like, we're here, and the bathroom is like over in this area, like from the stage. Like, stage is here, bathroom's here. If you're looking at it, like, kind of right. the opposite way, but like, and we just see the women's bathroom door bust open. I mean, just. <laughs> bust open and then these two women come out just brawling and we're like we're in the middle of a song like we don't know what's going on and it's like we're right at the end until the song kind of ends we just kind of end it and we're like sam gets on the mic he's like hey hey hey!" he's like what's going on over here and dragging them out by their hair yeah there's like yeah there's a cop like dragging one girl out like (laughs) by her shirt and then like she's like kicking and screaming like at that other girl going crazy and like we talked to the venue after what happened and we're like what like what was that like what happened and they're like i don't know what started it with like in the bathroom but like those two women started in the bathroom and then they ripped a sink out of the wall in the bathroom they ripped a sink out of the wall and we were just like (laughs) it's like this is crazy it's like they're, they're like, is this normally happen at y'all shows? And we were like, this has never happened before at one of our shows. <laughs> I was like, we discourage fighting. I was like, we break that up and we yeah. kick people out if they can't stop. Like, yeah, there's only been a couple, uh, thankfully, because um, yeah. it usually is, huh? <laughs> yeah, like at I the uh, Astros game. I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was. I don't know if we want to talk about that story. Yeah. What was your thing, Sam? <laughs> uh, I was about to say uh, there was one pretty interesting one. It wasn't really when we were on the road, but uh, we did play a show one time that was just supposed to be a guy's birthday party, and uh, it was just a, sh- a show that we had. Yeah, it was a show that we had that was uh, it was a guy's birthday party. And it was in this person's backyard, and we were playing out on their deck. And it was probably about anywhere from 50 to 70 people out there. And it was all, all right. just for this guy's birthday party. And so we eventually met the guy uh, whose birthday party it was, and he was like, hey, uh, just so you know, uh, I appreciate what y'all are doing, but there's going to be a time maybe where y'all can take a break because uh, I would like to get on the mic and say a few words. And I was like, yeah, sure, man, you know, whatever. This is your you're party. the birthday boy. You're the birthday yeah, you're boy. You're the birthday boy. You can do whatever. So um, I completely forgot about it, but we wound up taking a break and uh, went over and we talked to the, the girl. It was her brother's birthday. We were having it at her house, though. She was hosting the party. So we were kind of talking to her and being like, yeah, it's great. Everything's going good. And before we know it, we start hearing uh, the guy on the microphone being like, hey, everyone, can I have your attention, please? And we were like, oh, okay. Shit, I forgot. (laughs) Yeah. And I think he, like, looked at me. He's like, is it okay that I talk? And we were like, yeah, go for it. Go ahead. And uh, so he starts saying stuff like, it's been a long year and, you know, stuff hasn't been going very well at my job and. You know, he was just going down this list of just really awful, like, not great shit that's happened to him this year. And I was like, what is he about to do? Like, I was like, is he he about to, like, I don't know, like, some sort of suicide attempt or, like, what's going on here? But so, but then he follows it up with, but, uh, one of the best things that has ever happened to me this year is I met so-and-so and he pointed to his this girl this lady which i guess we were all guessing was his girlfriend and he was like you know you have made me one of the happiest people on this planet uh yada 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 saying all these good things about her and i was like oh like he's about to propose to her like at this show and we were like oh this is cool it's gonna be our first proposal so we kept waiting and he was like um i would like to also call my friend up here to the stage and so his friend comes up and then we were like okay what's going on this is a little weird he's like he was like my friend uh did did me a favor a huge favor for me and he took a two-week course to get ordained said i know that what y'all are thinking right now is that this is about to be an engagement but uh y'all are all actually about to bear witness to my wedding and he literally <laughs> Like, and his girl, everybody's look on their faces was just like, what in the fuck is going on? (laughs) And including, including the woman. And she was like, uh, yeah. And he like got down on one knee and was like, blah, 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 will you marry me? And, uh, can we get married right now, right here? And she (laughs) said, yes, man. And it proceeded into a full-blown wedding ceremony and like by that time we were like we're way over our break time dude and so it gets (laughs) gets finished they get married we go back up there and like i think the first thing i did i was like i was like well i don't know how i can follow that fucking one up but uh (laughs) is 
here's a we'll go ahead and play a song for the first dance and so we busted out tennessee whiskey by chris stapleton <laughs> and they danced to it man and like the whole time like immediately when all this was going on like the sisters just like I need some fucking drugs. She's like, I need some <laughs> drugs or alcohol yeah. or something. I need everything right now. She's like, I'm so sorry. And we're like, no, this is very, very weird. Just so you yeah. know. But, but it's okay. Like, yeah, apparently everyone there except the bride and groom possibly, and I guess the guy who bore uh, witness to it, uh, was not on board with him getting married uh, and did not want that to happen. <laughs> and so yeah. it was like, so everybody was, was like, so it was it. like, we went, we went from this like fun yeah, so party a, and then it just went. Yeah. So there's a doozy for you. We played our first engagement, mood, our first killed. wedding all on the same night. All so. at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, that guy yeah, got that a, was a wild one. That guy got a heck of a deal. He, yeah, he man. got charged for one. Yeah, I know, dude. I was like, it's like, hey, Can we need to rework contracts. Yeah. If you if you say something else in the middle, you didn't say this was a wedding. This would have been more. Yeah. No. <laughs> it was, I mean, dude, nobody knew. I mean, it was just oh, like, yeah. it took us all. We were just like, we were all sitting there just like looking at the people who hired us and then looking at the people on stage and we were like, what do you want us to do? She's like, well, we can't stop it now. And I was like, nah, okay. She's like, just go play music. I guess once they're done, <laughs> like, okay. All right. I guess we'll try and finish this party out. But yeah, so that one's still to this day, like yeah. haunts my memory. Oh man. That's, that's wild. I... <laughs> Wedding and engagement all at once. Huh? Never know what you're going to run into. No, I mean, yeah, apparently not. <laughs> yeah, at those at those at those early Trudio gigs, uh, you never knew what was gonna happen. <laughs> never knew what was gonna happen. Um, yeah, I was about yeah. to say we're we're still in the process of making uh, road stories now, but as far as like in the beginning when we were getting some uh, off color, some of those off color shows, uh, I got plenty of those stories in the in the old in the old memory bank. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. First horror. Well, we're gonna play our first horror show at Billy Bob's on Friday. Horse <laughs> yeah. show. Friday the yeah, Friday. Oh, our horse show. Yeah, our that was in Weatherford show. too. Yeah. yeah, that was in Weatherford. Those are the two Weatherford gigs that we were like, I don't know if we want to come play Weatherford anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and like private at private residences. I think we're done playing private residences in Weatherford. Yeah. Would you Would you like to hear the horse story? Oh, sure. <laughs> okay, so we were in Weatherford, and we were playing this. It was supposedly like a benefit concert for this. Uh, I guess it was like a a horse sanctuary. It was one of those places, like where if you know, it was a horse that was uh, injured in racing or sh a show horse, or if it had health problems, they would take in those horses. Because obviously, the other option is put the horse down. So. Um, so it was like kind of like a benefit for that. And we get out there. They had no stage. They had a sandbox pit, like an arena pit, like a sand pit for an arena. And uh, they had a, they were like, y'all just play on that. And we were like, dude, we can't play on sand. Like we, we and it's going to get, yeah, <laughs> like it's going to get all in our stuff and it's going to be awful. But they, so we had to go to Home Depot and we bought plywood like Build your own big pieces of plywood so we kind of like yeah like stood on it, it. yeah stage out 
And uh, it was funny because after we had gotten everything done, after we had got everything set up and we sound checked and everything, we went off and this guy comes in this, I I can't remember if it was a four-wheeler or a tractor, and he had like a, like a disker on the back of it, and he started disking up all the sand, and the sand like is just in huge clouds and just goes all over our gear. And we were just like, oh, oh this drum set. Yeah, yeah it was like we had our own everything. We're like, yeah. we're like, oh, like you couldn't have done this like before, you know, we got here. Uh, and, that and then and then, yeah, that was that was a night of a lot of. I'm still salty the about that night. Horse she broke my iPad. I want my money. I want my six hundred dollars to get my iPad fixed. I was like, I still yeah. want my money. <laughs> so then anyway, that happens, and we were like, all right, this is already going to be a fucking doozy for tonight. And, uh, so we, we start playing our set and like, while we're playing our set too, like the people who are listening are like 45 yards away. Like they're not right. Direct. So it's almost like we were playing to no one and they were way off in the distance oh, and okay. during the break, they had us break and they were like, Hey, um, my granddaughter or my niece or whatever, she shows, uh, she shows Shetland ponies or she does some sort of equestrian work with them. And she's, they were like, we're going to have her come out and ride for a little bit and do some, some laps around the, the arena. And y'all can, 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 I just ask that y'all please do not play any music while uh, my niece is on the horse. And so we were like, okay, no problem. And so this girl comes out on a miniature horse, like a Shetland pony, and is doing like circles. She's just walking it. She's just walking Just it. walking it for 30 minutes. Yeah. And so I guess Andrew at this point was like, he was like, man, this is boring. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but this is part of what they asked us to do. And he was like, why can't we play anything? I was like, because it's going to spook the horse. He's like, how's that going to spook the horse? I was like, I don't know, because it's a fucking horse and they get spooked by loud noises. <laughs> and, 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 and Andrew was like, what, like this? And he like plucks the fucking string on his base. And that, and it's loud as shit. Like, oh. and that horse rears back, bucks that like seven year old girl off its back, and takes off like makes a beeline for the fence. No, and she wasn't everybody... riding it. She wasn't riding it. I thought she was riding. Was she? Was she yeah, riding she was it? Riding I thought she was, she was just it. like. Yeah, she oh, was on damn! It. At that point, it threw her off, oh, and she, it ran off, and so all the adults like scrambled up. And go like for fifteen more minutes, just chasing this horse around the horse all, all around the, the property. We're just busting out laughing, dude. And uh, yeah, that so and then, eventually they caught the horse, and they're a little pissed off. But uh, we ended the show. We got paid, and we we're like, yeah, we're never going to do this ever. In the complete dark, too. Yeah. At, well, they were the like, they're the like, can, like she was like, hey, can you guys continue playing? Because she was like, we got done with like our, we had a contracted time to play for and we got to the end of that contracted time and she comes up and she was like hey are y'all are done you're done i was like it's getting dark like the sun's going down like you didn't hire us for a night show we don't have lights like she said what about like somebody gets their truck over here and points them on you or whatever i was like i mean it you know i was like i don't know what to tell you like we're you know it's we're done like we play her. She's like, but you didn't play the whole time. I said, well, you brought a horse out for 45 minutes in the middle of our <laughs> shit. And so I was like, you kind of took up our time with wanting to do that. And she's like, well, I paid you and I didn't even get to listen to you. I've just been eating and talking to people this whole time. And I was like, 
Well, I'm sorry. You should have been like, yeah. And then, and then, then she, she started to complain a little louder and the rest of the band could hear. And they were like, I guess we can play four more songs. We played four more songs. My iPad fell off of our base, our base cab, cracked the screen. And I've never, I've never been happy about that day since. <laughs> I was like, brand new iPad, cracked screen, great, thank you. That's six hundred dollars to get replaced. <laughs> like that, I'm not getting paid back. And like, yeah. and so it was like after that, we were like, I think we're done with the private events in <laughs> small towns. It's just yeah. they're, you know, it's you know, they can they can be fun. Uh, but they end up that. being a little more trouble than they're worth. We were running our entire <laughs> PA and setup off a generator like 20 yards away that was loud as hell. Yeah. Well, okay, <laughs> and thank thank God, thank God I went there a week before. I just happened to be going to Dallas a week before that to see a friend. And I was like, hey, guys, you know what? I'm going through Weatherford. Why don't you just give me the lady's contact info? I'll go to her house because, like, she was not giving us answers on, like, stage, electricity, anything. Like, was she was like, oh, you just – she's like, you just – like, I got to her house, and I was like, okay, what are we going to do about power? She's like, well, we have two outlets on the front of our house, and those outlets were 150 yards from where we would be playing. And I was like, uh, that's not going to work. I was like, it's not going to reach. Also, I was like, we're going to be running too much power through that yeah. we're going to blow your breaker and she was like oh really i didn't think you know all that you know i was like no i was like you want us to play out there and then that was too like that was when i was like hey we also need a stage to play on and so like that was like another thing too of she was supposed to go through and get a stage through um a local company there and then day of she never did that so that was why we showed up and we're like oh we have to go buy plywood ourselves now and go put it down on a dirt track like and it was all curling you know, up so, we were tripping over it and stuff yeah right uh there's still sand in my gear to this day <laughs> um from that show uh so yeah it was you know those are the that's the not so fun <laughs> side of right <laughs> of the stories it's like you get the you know you get the shit shows you know still and it's like you know and of course, you know anybody listening who's who's been in a band could be right there along with us. Of the amount of shows they've showed up to that don't have equipment that they were told they were going to have, and you know all of that. You're like showed yeah. up. You're like, where's the sound system? Like you said, you were going to bring a sound system. It's like, well, we never talked about that. Like, yeah, it's like, like where's the sound guy? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that happened at a hometown show once, which that sucked, but you know. It's you know it's you know that's that's life and you know you learn to roll with the punches and you do whatever you can to to put the show on to the best of your ability you know with what you got you got to deal with what you got sometimes. <laughs> right, and, people uh, want a show. The show must go on. Show. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, we can move on, Brian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can talk Sorry. forever about dumb shit. <laughs> Oh no, it's fine, man. It's a it's a podcast. That's kind of what we do, right? But uh, what uh, what's the coolest venue that you have ever played at? Was, was actually the next question. So kind of more venue talk, but <laughs> okay. I was a pretty big fan of Dickie's Arena. That was cool as hell. Oh yeah, yeah I've been there Dickie's before. Arena was yeah. super cool. Yeah, but we opened uh, about headlining. I really enjoyed the look of the Cotillion. 
in oh, yeah. uh, Wichita, Kansas. It's like a spaceship, really cool. man, inside. Like it's just super cool. Like the back the back of the stage is this like like old art, like seventies arch kind of thing like that you would have kind of maybe art. like seen like that you would have seen like in your high school or something like for right. like the choir or whatever. Like it's just a super cool looking thing. And then there's this really cool, weird effect that happens basically only at, at that venue or venues that have the same dome feature. But if yeah. you stand directly in the middle, there's this really cool, weird echo effect thing that happens yeah. with the sound. And uh, that was just a, that was just a super cool venue um as far as like mm. looks and stage that was that was a really that was a really cool one and um let's see w- what's your favorite live show that you've ever been to as a fan i'll let each of you take a turn at, at that one i went and saw pup play pup pup the band played dallas at some amphitheater and it was the most incredible experience I've ever gone through in my life. I had bodies pressed up on either side of me. I couldn't raise my arm up if I wanted to. If the crowd was leaning one <laughs> way, you're just going with it. You're just a sea of people. And it was loud yeah. and it was good. They sounded just like their record. Man, I wish I knew what amphitheater that was because I want to go play there now. But that was Was that wild. in Dallas, right? It was in Dallas somewhere. Um, would it be the I'll find it now. Maybe? Is it mm. the, I know they have a Dos Equis Pavilion. That's the real big one, right? And yeah. Then, uh, wasn't that one? I'll find it. I'll find it just yeah. for me too. But man, that <laughs> that was the loudest, most hardcore. Just like uh, crowd surfers coming at you constantly, three or four a song, and you just you're getting knocked in the head. You don't know what's coming. They're just grabbing people off the front barricades and sending them on their way. <laughs> they're showing up. They're getting to the front without their shirts, without their shoes, like. It, there was no regard for safety. It was awesome. Yeah, I think mine was I saw uh, I saw Earth, Wind, and Fire. It was a it was a show at a Coliseum in our hometown, and I didn't going into it. I mean, I've heard the hits by Earth, Wind, and Fire, but I've never seen. I didn't not know what to expect seeing them live, and it was like the entire original band. And they absolutely fucking killed it. And this was when I was like, like probably like a 15 year old kid too. Like I was not listening to earth, wind and fire. Like I was listening to some <laughs> like high pass modern shit, you know, like I was a little fucking shithead kid, but man, when I saw that, I was like, like me and my buddy, like we had drank beforehand too, but we were there and we were like, this is the greatest fucking show we've ever seen like this is so insane <laughs> and uh so yeah earth wind and fire will always be at the echo county coliseum will always be a, a tough show to beat but speaking of dos Equis pavilion i saw a post malone's show there recently in oh, dallas shit, yeah. and uh it was badass man he uh he he came out wearing a cowboys jersey and i'm a huge cowboys fan <laughs> so that was cool and he was in dallas and he's from there so his hometown and it was hot as shit, but he he had like there was no rap instrumentals. It had like a quartet. He was playing guitar, like he had a full band. It was really He's badass. So the, the visuals were so cool, <laughs> yeah. and he was just a nice guy the entire time. So yeah, man, uh, he can. It's crazy too because he can sing like all these other genres and stuff too. You know, he oh, yeah. does the rap thing, but you. Know, He's there was a, a video that came out. I think of him singing country and stuff too, and like he's. Oh he's yeah, cool. he's he was on stage with Billy Strings 
uh, not too long ago. He was doing oh, a song yeah. with Billy. I was like, dang, that's crazy. Like, yeah, it's just, yeah, his, his like, what he's known for versus, like, what he can do is just, like, yeah. it's super vast. And it's super cool. Like Sam said, like, I haven't gotten to see his live show, but everyone I've, all my friends who have gone have yeah. just said, dude, it's, it's amazing. And uh, so it's, like, you know, those are just, those are fun ones. It's, uh, man, for me, um, I would say, man, maybe some of, uh, the most fun shows probably, I really, really enjoyed, uh, John Bellion and, uh, beautiful mind crew, um, black keys. And, uh, oh. then they, uh, used to tour and do stuff. John, he's really a, he's really a producer and, a you know, behind the scenes guy, he kind of took a step back from touring after I think his like third album. He was just like, I don't want to do this anymore, which sucks. Cause like, man, like his stuff was so good. You know, it's like, uh, it's like influenced off of like Nas and, uh, just, you know, New York rap is where right. John comes from. And so those shows were just him and black keys as well. Uh, uh, and like, so it's just, those shows were just a blast. You know, you'd have, I think the biggest one I got to go to was in Kansas city and there was probably like five or 6,000 yeah. people. And it was just like a floor of a venue. And it was just like Andrew said, packed and just like everyone's in there and everyone's screaming every word and just going crazy. And so it's like, you know, and, and it doesn't even have to, yeah, I'd say like probably one of my second favorite shows, uh, I've ever been to was the first Johnny Swim show. I went and never saw them. They're a husband and wife uh, acoustic duo uh, is how they started yeah. out. And they have full live band and everything these days and touring with that and have been for years. But I saw their first show uh, in Lawrence, Kansas at the Granada uh, in 2015 when the Royals first went to the World Series. Uh, and there was like 25 or like 35 people at the entire venue. And it was just an right. acoustic show with them too. And it was one of the best shows I've ever been to just cause I think it's just the intimacy of that show was so, so cool. Um, compared to like even getting to see them live in their full band, that was really, really cool as well. But you know, it's always come back to, and even with us, we talk about it, like those small, small room intimate shows, there's just something yeah. different. Like the energy in the air is just like, the palpability is different. Like it's like when those people are like, you know, we play somewhere like the blue light or something like that. And there's no, there's, there's no, you know, stage guards, there's no rails, there's no nothing. You, you got people, you know, six inches from you, you know, yeah. just going crazy with you. And so it's like, man, the, sure, um, you know, playing, you know, playing a show in front of 12,000 people. Yeah. That can be cool. But like, you know, it's like you get those intimate shows and it's just like, Y'all ever yeah, played that's the, the tap or um, Harry's yeah. conversation, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We played, we played the tap. We played the tap first, and that one, that one was uh, that was a wild night. Um, Wasn't that when Sam, Sam got that thirty-two ounce beer? Uh, not just one. There was like three or four. So that was the most disrespected mm -hmm. I've ever seen Sam get disrespected wow. by people throwing that's beer a on lot him. Of like, beer. like I mean, like there were like we have, photo, we have photos. We have photos. Our photographer page. Uh, 
she got she got a photo of Sam where you just see the dude and he's full arm extension with the beer cup because I mean they're wow. they're not giving it to him in tall boys these are in they're just like, like cups cups yeah. like this just thirty two ounce cups yeah, yeah. and yeah. so it's like. And so they're just going up to the bar, buying full ones <laughs> and just chunking them on the stage. And there's one wow. where it's just a beer and it's like this. And Sam is just like, and covered. I mean, it was like, you want to talk about, yeah, the most covered I've ever been at a show uh, was, was the tap. I don't, I don't think it's been that bad since the tap. Chef's uh, the other day, Chef's barbecue. I got really fucking soaked there, dude. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you, were you got it. For it. You got it. You were asking up. for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You were like, I there. Yeah. I got hit, but I wasn't wanting to get hit. I closed my eyes at the wrong moment, and he took that mm. opportunity to nail me right in the face. Yeah, you don't know when it's coming like, sometimes until it's already all over you. I usually do. I haven't, <laughs> I, haven't been, I haven't been hit in like six months on the stage. I was like, the only person who's hit me is Sam, and that's water. Friendly fire <laughs> on stage with water. But I, I was like, so I was like, it, I, dude, I, I stay away from him as much as possible. I don't want it on my guitar. Well, and like, you I, don't a, know, I don't know when that became like a trend too, but I've noticed that a lot recently. Like everyone just started like throwing different things onto the stage. Like I don't know. If that's yeah. always been the case or what but yeah I, I mean like for for us from you know the start i would say you know it's been like pretty consistent with you know kind of like beer showers and stuff like that i mean oh, yeah, obviously sure. some nights are a little crazier than others but i mean like most times we've had you know beer showers it's like it's not necessarily that they're coordinated, but they kind of almost are kind of, you know, based on some of the songs or kind of more the right. more the feeling, you know, to possibly throw something if you want to. But, you know, at the same time, you know, it's kind of like it's like I've had fans like reach out on Instagram and be like, hey, man, can I throw beer here? Or like, you know, what? I'm like, dude, I don't I'm like, don't ask me. I was like. I was like, like, I, I don't throw. That. Like, I'm not gonna. Con- <laughs> but... I one, I'm not gonna condone anything. Two, I don't have the free hands during the show to be able to throw anything. Yeah. Um, so I, I can't throw anything during the show, and so it's like I, I, I don't throw anything. But you know, it's like the the main thing I've told people. I'm like, read the room. I'm like, yeah, read the room. If if you're having a good time and everybody's having a good time, but nobody's throwing anything, you know, you don't, don't have to start. <laughs> you don't have to start throwing everything. Now, if at one moment during the show, like half the crowd at the same time erupts and starts, you know, doing yeah. that, oh, then, man. okay, that's a little, that's a little different. But like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, if it's one dude and it's in the middle of a song or if it's like the beginning of a song and you just like throw <laughs> yeah. it, I'm like, what? Like, this isn't the exciting part yet. Like the, the exciting part's yeah. when it's really big. I was like, it's just me playing right now. Don't throw it. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, and too, cause yeah. you know, it's like, we want to, you know, obviously try and be, you know, as respectful as we can, you know, to the venues at the end of the day, you right. know, we can't control everyone in the crowd, but you know, we, we can try and manage by not starting it or, you know, anything like that. Basically, right. Because, you know, somebody's got to clean that up at the end of the day, you know. We don't want anyone and so to have we a don't, bad time. Yeah, we don't want right. anyone to have a bad time, you know. And that includes, you know, even venue staff. Like, I don't want them to be like, God damn, Treaty Oak's coming through again. Like, fuck. Like, you know, that's never something that, you know, I want, you know, any our manager to hear or, you know, our booking agent or anything ever like that, you know. And so, you know, I feel like, thankfully, it's been tasteful enough you know, over the past few years that, you know, 
anything that, you know, that has, you know, mostly gotten too out of hand has thankfully kind of at the end of the day kind of been like, hey, the owner was cool with it. And we're like, okay, cool. Right. Thank God. <laughs> like, or the owner will come back and talk to us and be like, dude, that was fucking crazy. <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay, cool, man. Oh, I'm good. glad you're not mad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good, great. I didn't know where this was going to go. Because, <laughs> you know, it's like, again, like I said, we try not to, you know, we don't want to damage, obviously we don't want to damage, you know, anyone's property or, you know, sound equipment is expensive. Um, speakers, subs, even the stuff right we on. have on stage, what we play through, that's expensive. It, it's, you know, and like we've all been fairly fortunate that, you know, any of our gear that's been damaged or destroyed has either been repairable or cheap enough that, you know, we can get, you know, I've had a pedal break, so I bought another pedal, you right. know. But like if that was happening every week, I would be like, Hey guys, yeah, we're yeah. gonna stop all this like right now. Um, and it's also another reason though too. I bring, for the most part, you know, cheaper pedals out on the road. Um, right. That and what you would record with? Do everything. Yeah. 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 Because just some of the pedals I record with are boutique. One of one of a few. And so it's like yeah. those ones I definitely don't want to bring out on the road anyway. And that was even a guitar I have. Uh, so this guitar right here actually. Um, this guitar I used to bring oh, out yeah. on the road with me. It's a 1987, uh, Epiphone by Gibson. They only made it for a few years in Korea, um, with the same, uh, etching and everything on the headstock. And, uh, we played a show at the blue light. And, uh, <laughs> and after that, I said, I'm not bringing that guitar out on the road mm -hmm. until I'm, unless we're playing a festival that we're far enough away from people that I don't have to be even afraid. Then, though, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you even then, yeah, you're bringing it out. Especially you know, Chili Fest. Just yeah, Chili Fest happen. can get yeah. a little wild. Yeah, Chili <laughs> Fest is, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a different animal. We, have, uh, you know, we'll see if we're back there uh, next year. Who knows? We didn't, we didn't go this year, but we were there last year. And so it'd be fun to go back, man. It was a, it was a good time at Chili Fest. Yeah, but we've uh, we've, we've already movie. played. We love College Station, man. We played uh, the Tap, Harry, Shiner Park. Uh, we played Troubadour Fest. We played Chili Fest, and everywhere we go, every time we go, man, it's always a good turnout. And it's always a good time. Yeah. So College yeah, Station guys to, are awesome. Big love to see Stat, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so now for the uh, the the big question of the day uh, do beans belong in chili that's you could thank rich o'toole hell fucking no guest. hell fucking no. <laughs> no and i hate rich o'toole so don't even get me started on that <laughs> i'm just kidding i feel like i just get i'm not trying to start beef <laughs> i'm just kidding i don't i don't hate him but me and him used to have a beef back in the day that has since been squashed <laughs> but i'll still never forgive him for thinking that beans belong in chili i just feel like i can't answer now yeah right okay i i have a if it's on like a chili dog chili fries no but if i'm eating a bowl of it yeah i want some beans i think that's a fair answer Which, like, I'd say, I'd say that's, and i would say that's like i'd say that's probably my route like like when i would have like chili dogs and stuff like that like definitely don't like the beans and stuff on there but for no, both, like, no. well, and, like, the family chili that, like, the chili my family makes, like, there's just always been beans in it. So, like, yeah. 
I didn't know until I was like 12 and we went somewhere and they were like beans and chili. We're in Texas. That doesn't happen. I was like, I was breaking the law like this whole time and I didn't know. Breaking the law. In Texas. <laughs> Dude, I know. I thought yeah. I was a good little Christian boy. Found out I was over here putting beans in my chili. I was like, don't tell yeah. the pastor. I mean. Yeah, but Rich O'Toole has like a crusade on Twitter against people <laughs> who don't. Who don't like beans and chili? <laughs> He's like a very pro bean guy, and I'm like, no man, that's not. Hey man, eat whatever, eat whatever you want to eat, man. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not here to tell you how to eat. All right, you know, if it tastes good, tastes good. You know, just you know, yep. be civil with it. You know. What about pineapple on pizza? Sure. <laughs> that's a no yeah, for I'm me. Weird. Dog. That's a no for me, dog. I, I fuck with. I fuck with it. I can't do I, it. I'm, I don't know why. I like, just can't. I'm kind of like I don't care either way. Like I, I don't get why people get worked up about that one. I'm like, yeah, like if it's if it's there, like it's fine. I mean, I wouldn't like mix it with put like sausage on there too. I think that'd be kind of weird. But yeah. like pineapple and ham or something's okay. Yeah, like I mean, <laughs> definitely back in the day, uh, like I have a lot of people do like pineapple and ham or like pineapple ham jalapeno, mm. and yeah. uh, like and if I. Like, if I pulled off the, the pineapple on those pizzas, like, I could eat it, but, like, definitely the, like, full chunks of pineapple on there were not not it not it for me. Uh, right. Brian, not... what's your stance on beans and chili? Uh, me? <laughs> I, I got I to say team beans, man. Uh, I, I, oh, I, eat, I mean, but I also, <laughs> on, on a hot dog though, no. But like, if I'm eating a bowl of chili, I'm going to have beans in it. So, I mean, it's I more think fun. I would also, I think I would also eat it without beans in it, but I, usually there's beans in there. So I don't think I'd ever eat chili without cheese on it. If it doesn't have yeah, cheese, I'm not got, gotta have cheese. Gotta have cheese oh yeah, dude! Cheese. I put dude. Yeah. I put Fritos. I put a little bit of Fritos on top in my chili. Get a little bite. It's not a Frito pie, but you put a little bit of Fritos on top of the chili. Take a few bites. Put mm. a little more Fritos on there. I like to crush oh, yeah. up like saltine crackers. And oh yeah, my dad likes to do there. that. And then dump my a dad bunch of cheese on top. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my dad's all about that. Oh, I put some jalapenos in. Some fresh chopped jalapenos uh, in onions, the chili. Fucking mustard. Yeah. Get a big well, mouth yeah, pickled sausage. On a, see, there. see, that's again for like for like a chili bowl. I don't like like the mustard and onions and stuff. But for like uh, Frito pie, or for like a chili dog, like I'm down with like the veggies on those. Right, dude. And, did like, you see Whataburger has chili again? Yeah, they have like mm-hmm. chili cheese fries and stuff. Chili cheese burger yeah, and a chili cheese burger and a chili cheese. Dang, dude, I can't even eat Whataburger anymore. Nah. <laughs> Dude, all their stuff is shared fryers. So it sucks. I can't even eat their fries. <laughs> I get hey. their breakfast on a, I get their breakfast on It's a, just breakfast. So you get breakfast. <laughs> I get breakfast. Hey, Whataburger uh, or In-N-Out? Oh, Whataburger is In-N-Out. Uh, I, I mean, Texas boy, Texas boy, I would say Whataburger uh, for how I can currently eat In-N-Out because I do the lettuce wrap and it's fucking bomb. I think In-N-Out fries are better if you get them straight at like it was a potato 45 seconds ago you know dude, i do in and out fries are a disgrace like it, what they're they're wet yeah. they're wet cardboard when you get in and out fries they're literally wet cardboard yeah like so the problem with in and out is like their burgers are fine i'm fine with their burgers but it's it's almost like eating whataburger with crappy fries like what's the point like the fries yeah, are my like, favorite part <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> like, it, it's I the try, least amount of time doing, between I try potato doing, like, and cheese and stuff. Like, <laughs> it's like, dude, I swear it's like they just put fries in some neutral oil and fry it, and then they just give you the fries still covered in that neutral oil. <laughs> you and watch then there's and cut the no salt. In front of you. There's no salt. There's like no salt, no seasoning, no it, nothing. Exactly. It's like wet cardboard. It was, a, it's the least amount you can change it a potato. It doesn't even taste like fries. a potato to me anymore, though. Then it doesn't even taste like a potato, potato then. <laughs> I don't, much I don't rather be like, that. give me the potato fresh cut, and I'll eat that bitch raw before <laughs> before I eat the the oh, cooked man. ones. In and out, I'm sorry, <laughs> In and Out, step up your fry game. I mean, I love potatoes, and I can't eat In and Out potatoes. I'm sorry. Well, I, I mean, their burger, their burgers are good, my, but I live in Oklahoma now, and my wife hates uh, In and Out and Water Burger, and she can attest that, right? Wow. <laughs> yeah, she's like, we're going to Brahms right she's now, a, honey. She's a Brahms girl, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've never had Brahms, so I can't compare. So, I mean, their know, ice cream is pretty bomb. Their ice cream is yeah. pretty good. Uh, their burgers. Our ice cream. Their burgers yeah. are trash. If you can get a bag of them for $5, you don't need to be making hamburgers. You don't take <laughs> yeah. enough pride in Yep, you can get a bag of burgers for five dollars. Yeah, I, I love Whataburger burgers. In this economy, in this economy, oh, that's dangerous. I don't even know if that's all real meat at that point. I get patty melt. Add raw onions with the grilled onions. <laughs> green chilies. Add tomato. Add mustard on patty melt. It's perfect. See me, I, I, I just, I just meat and cheese only when I get a burger. And nah, I, I just that's not real food, man. It depends on the place I go to. Take a uh, Wendy's, that. plain, plain, plain and dry at Wendy's, man. Burger and cheese, that's it all at Wendy's. My burger then, used to be at Waterburger. It was uh, a one thick and hearty burger, but they fucking mm, keep canceling mm. the best shit that's on their good, menu, though. which is the all time <laughs> favorites, and it pisses me off. But other than that, yeah. I'm happy with the sweet and spicy bacon burger now. I usually get that or have a Mm. You get that. Man, I was, just a, that I was just a basic bitch at Whataburger. I was always just number one extra pickles. I used to be Dude. that, but then I like deflowered myself with the all time favorites menu. Yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> start you start back. going in you start going into the patty melts yeah. and things like that. It starts to get dangerous. You might The vegetables are basically away. free. I try to pile as much of that shit on there as I can. I'm gonna get my You got the worth. you got the five guys mentality. Needed. Yeah. All the vegetables yeah. are free. I'm like, yeah, but your burger costs thirty six dollars. I'm like, <laughs> it is good though, but yeah, it's, it is it's good. Yeah, ridiculously yeah. overpriced. Yeah. Need a fork. I'm like, dude. I'm like, your fries are. I'm like, definitely. I'm like, yeah. I paid four dollars <laughs> for fries, and I got like six bags full of them. Like, that's great. Yeah, I love that, yeah. dude. The Cajun fries. The Cajun fries at Five Guys. The Cajun fries at Five yeah. Guys are with the malt vinegar fire. on it too. Ew, gross. Get out yeah. of here. What? You order a Y'all small fry, and it's like a cup this size full of fries, and they put extra ones in the bag. Yeah, and then they just yeah. took another <laughs> cup the same size and poured it into the bag. <laughs> like, but that's literally like on their marketing thing. The owner was like, he's like, yeah, he's like, we give free like we give extra fries away on purpose. He's like, because people feel like if they got extra, they feel special and, and they want to come deal. back. Yeah, yeah, and then it was a good deal. I'm like, that's the only reason we all sit there and think it's a good deal at Five Guys. We're like. They did give us two weeks worth of fries uh, on this meal, yeah, so like it was worth it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Five Guys <laughs> is expensive, but it's good. We're just I'm like, dude, I'll go to Five Guys and just get some fries. 
<laughs> imagine at the first five guys there was this one kid that was like fuck this i'm just gonna give away all the fries and people kept coming back and the guy's like you're the best employee we've ever had you're a genius <laughs> that's where it came from oh, it all man. starts with something small like that probably <laughs> possible. You never know. Possible. but um do y'all have any new music coming out soon that you'd care to tell us about while we got you here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Caught us at the perfect time. All right. Yeah, we're just, uh, we're just finishing it. We're just finishing up, uh, the last of the edits. Um, but yes, uh, hopefully it will definitely, the album will definitely be done by the end of this month. Like it will be mixed and mastered and ready to go. We uh, we definitely want to take a couple of weeks. Well, first of all, once we upload it to DistroKid, it's going to take a couple of weeks anyway to get out. But we definitely also want to take a couple of weeks to to uh, to promote a little bit, do a little bit of promotion for the rollout. But uh, right. yes, it will it will be coming here in the next several weeks, and uh, we're super excited about it. This is the first time. Uh, if, for those who didn't know. Our first record was recorded in basically a dude's living room that he had converted into a studio. <laughs> and uh, we got it mixed and mastered through a dude out of Kansas City, which, I mean, Lance can talk more about that here in a little bit. But uh, this, this for this record, uh, there was a lot of ups and downs. We had, lot, we had a drummer, and we lost a drummer, and we gained a drummer. And uh, we also had songs that we had been working on that – we thought we were good with, but then we went back and changed them and it made it a completely different song that we liked way better than what we had originally planned. And so, yes, did it come out when we wanted it to originally come out or when we told everyone it would originally come out? No. But yeah. are we glad that it didn't come out at that time? Yes, because I think Absolutely. the songs we have now Absolutely. are so much, so much better, way more solid. Uh, more us, way more mature. Sounding. They're just more mature sounding, and they sound exactly <laughs> like how we were wanting them to. And we also started uh, working very uh, in depth with Taylor Kimball from Panhandle Studios out of Denton, Texas. Shout out to him uh, with getting it, with recording and getting it exactly how we wanted it to sound. And I think uh, when everybody hears this new record, it's gonna fucking blow them away, man. So. Uh, right on. Yeah, we're super super excited. It's coming out soon. I know everyone is oh, yeah. very very chomping at the bit to hear new music. So oh, yeah. we've been playing some oh, songs yeah. at some of the live shows, and everybody, you know, it's been nothing but positive feedback. People saying like, "Man, I've, why haven't you put them out yet? We've heard them at the live show. It sounds fucking." We're great. trying. So <laughs> we're doing our best. So, hey, it's, it's a little bit. In the, it's a little bit in the background that takes a little while longer sometimes when we want. I know Jack talking about that of the album. It's like, yeah, I mean, another, like, you know, it's, it's like we had. Those, it's another one of those downsides, like we were talking about at the beginning of of being in this business. Is uh sometimes you know you, we get it that the fans want new music, but sometimes it takes you got to take your time. And you right. got to give it time and you got to make sure that it's absolutely the product that you want to put out because uh, otherwise, you know, you're going to put it out and it could have been something way better than what you did. And uh, that's just another one, man. It just take these things take time to get them how you want them. But I promise you that, you know, that time will be worth it and the wait will be worth it at the end of the day. So right on. Yeah. I've fallen in love with some of these songs that when we first wrote them, I was like, eh, that doesn't really hit. <laughs> 
you know? Yeah. Well, that, that was a large part of like, I mean, that was a large part of that rework that I talked about earlier of that, yeah, you know, we two weeks before so we went into the studio, we, you know, we rewrote, basically rewrote seven out of the 10 songs on the record. And <laughs> so it was like, you know, then it was like, once we did those takes, we were all, all of a sudden kind of like, yeah, this is how these songs should have started. This is how this song was supposed to sound like, you know, right. and then it's like finally getting it back in this mixing process, you know, where we're getting really close, you know, to the finals. I think what probably at this point in mixing, I think four or five of them were completely happy yeah, with. And then done. I think there's like, right. I mean, I think that on the other five, there's like max one change, two changes max that we're looking for. So they're all, very, very close to what we're wanting, you know, the final record to sound like. And so, you know, like everyone says, I know everybody's super excited, you know, for this to come out. And trust me, we are extremely excited as well. And, you know, oh, yeah. we want we want y'all to hear this new music. Uh, probably been working hard on it. Just as much or more than, you know, y'all want to hear it. We want y'all to hear it because, you know, yeah, like I said, we've been working hard on this and, you know, going through changes and really just – continuing to evolve and mature as a band and kind of figure out, you know, what do we want to sound like, you know? Yeah, and yeah. so, you know, that's, that's part of that process and kind of trying to come with a more cohesive sound uh, to this record. You know, it's not going to be completely, you know, it's not, every song doesn't sound the same, but you know, you have that kind of overall vibe, you know, for the record versus, you know, you kind of go back and listen to no vacancy and you've got one song that's, very honky tonk and then you got another song that's a little more like punk you know another song maybe a little grungy another song kind of more red dirt you know it's kind of like they were kind of all over the place but i mean that's where we were as a band at that time we yeah, were all over the place we didn't even i mean at that time i mean we didn't know what we wanted to sound like until golly probably close to six months or a year till after the record came out it took that much time for us evolving together and playing live and you know doing these shows to go yeah no that is we do we want to sound like this and so it's you know and i've been really grateful uh yeah no yeah no yeah i can go ahead and describe it i mean it's i mean to me it's a lot more of like a red dirt southern rock type record versus a red dirt texas country honky tonk <laughs> kind of it's not it's not kind of you know uh you know i guess it's just a little more southern rock which is a little more who we kind of are on this right. record but you know uh i think we you know still still tote that line of you know yeah. red dirt country within this Andrew's really good at. I think Andrew's a really good opinion on it. Andrew, what would you? Think yeah, his explainers are better than mine. Like? <laughs> Genre-wise, yeah. um, well, it definitely has that '80s rock feel in there because of Jeremiah. Cody has this. I, I think <laughs> the, the word of grunge works, but it has a metally feel to the drums in a lot of parts. But we also have so much space in there. We we leave room for each other. Um, but it, the red dirt that I've heard from you guys, it feels a little more alternative than that, slightly. Yeah. Uh, a little thicker. 
Um, well, that's... It's hard to put a label on it. It's yeah. hard to just call it one thing because it's not. You know? Yeah. Yeah. This definitely is a mix. And that just comes from all, like we've talked about, all of our musical backgrounds and, you know, kind of where we come from, you know, each are growing up and what we listened to growing up and what helped shaped us as well as, you know, what we played, you know, growing up that kind of shaped us to, you know, write the way that we write. And then, so, you know, at that point you're, you're trying to come together and uh, figure out how do we make five different point of views or five kind of similar point of views that we all want to go the same direction, but we're all coming from different roads. So it's, you know, it's that finding out how we can meet at those crossroads and make a cohesive sound that is, you know, Trudy Oak revival and what, you know, we want to sound like. And that's not necessarily just like, Oh yeah, we want to sound, you know, just like that person's record or just like that person's record. You know, I'm sure people will be able to draw similarities, you know, between the sounds of some of these songs to other records, you're going to be able to do that, you know, right. for anyone. But, you know, I just hope that like a lot of the like musical background that we draw from, like, I hope that people kind of feel that, you know, within these songs as well. Who would you say are some of y'all's uh, biggest influences? Um, maybe each of you have your own or like as a band as well. Well, for me, I'm, I'm a huge drive by truckers fan. Uh, so a lot of, uh, a lot of like the music side of things, uh, I like how how their how their instruments and and their melodies and stuff like that sound. You know, a lot of it's kind of very dark, very heavy rockish, but it can also be rockabilly and stuff like that too. Uh, I'm a big Six Market Boulevard guy. Uh, they're one of my favorite bands of all time. Also, Reckless Kelly is one of my favorite bands of all time, writing wise. And I think. Uh, to like a lot of my vocal style and stuff like that is based off of like Willie Braun from Reckless Kelly and uh, you know the, the Six Market Boulevard and uh, so those guys are huge ones for me and then of course you know Cross Canadian Ragweed Turnpike Troubadours those guys but also too I was a uh, especially for like show wise. Uh, like a lot of the pop punk early two thousands bands like Blink and and Sum Forty One and and uh, so a lot of those guys you know are are, are big influences for me especially uh, when we're putting on a show like I'll, I'll watch a lot of Blink One Eighty Two sets and I kind of like right. the how they talk shit to each other on stage and they're always goofing <laughs> off on each other it's almost like a comedy <laughs> show while you're watching a rock show. Yeah. at the same time yeah. which we do a lot of the similar the same similar things on stage you know especially like if we mess up like we make fun of we make fun of each other for it or we're, a lot of self-deprecating humor sometimes <laughs> and we like to talk shit to the crowd and the crowd will you know give it back to us in beer showers or whatever and just <laughs> stuff like that those are mainly mainly my bands just a lot of pop punk rock southern rock texas country right on and then we have fun up there i don't want to act like we're not having fun when we're having so much fun oh yeah no right yeah, yeah. We have like, a blast, it's yeah. a job but, but like, i'm yeah i'm it, gonna yeah. go out there and have a good time yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are we are having fun up there like we are it, it seems like if it seems like we're having a shit ton of fun we it's because we are but i mean that's yeah. that's a lot of when we were building this show that i wanted to have was because so many 
all these other artists that there's so, so many of these other artists that you will see up on stage where they try to do like the cool and tough, like kind of serious type thing, which is fine, if, especially if that's your brand. But for us, like we're just a bunch of friends who are having a good time up there playing music. And uh, yeah. uh, oftentimes, like, can't even believe that we're up there doing this. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, I think the the best way to kind of, you know, you know, a lot of a lot of the people who are up there and are kind of stoic on stage, like, may may not admit it, but they may kind of be like really nervous. But uh, when yeah. we're up there having fun and enjoying ourselves, it kind of takes the edge off of everything. Which I mean, the crowd can pick up on that too. Like, if you're feeling very edgy or on edge so the more relaxed and upbeat and happy and fun loving that we feel on stage i'm sure the crowd uh picks up on that too which just makes the show even more fun for them i think well yeah and it helps you know when y'all get along as a band too going out there and being oh yeah absolutely yeah absolutely yeah i mean we've had we've had those shows where sometimes we're not so chummy with each other and uh (laughs) Definitely feels different on stage uh, when you're not having as a good time result. with everybody. Yeah. So, you know, it's, you know, that's something we, we hold important with us as well as, you know, we want to have, you know, uh, we've all found out, you know, <laughs> from the beginning, uh, we're all horrible <laughs> at communication and, uh, and just like making sure people are updated on information, you know, with certain things. And it's like, okay, yeah, like uh, we should probably uh, work on that maybe. You know, it's like, uh, it's like, you know, you figure out those things, but it's, you know, and a lot of times too, you know, we're all human and, you know, we all make mistakes. And sometimes you may say something in passing that you didn't mean, you know, as an offensive comment, but, you know, on that day, for whatever reason, that just like hits you in a very offensive way. And then you're pissed off at that person. And then, you know, you want, you don't want to, you know, work with them or you don't want to play a show or whatever sometimes. So it's like. We all, they're like very high up there. They're like, Hey man, if there's any beef, like <laughs> bring it forward to the person you have it with and, and get an explanation. Cause it's like, like we've all said to each other, you know, loads of times, you know, 9.9 times out of 10, you know, one of those passing remarks was never meant to, you know, hurt you or offend you unless you were already hurt by them or whatever. And you decided to lash back out. But you know, it's like you find those. And a lot of times we found that it was just that lack of communication that created that issue, or you misheard something or, you know, anything like that. There's a million reasons, you know, that can cause, you know, a disrupt in communication that can cause issues. So it's like, we always try and just be like on top of like, Hey man, like, uh, last week you, you know, you did this or you did that, or you said this, you said that, you know, and just like being, I think being upfront with everyone and being honest has helped alleviate a lot of bigger uh, issues that probably could have and would have already popped up. And, yeah, and we're you know, honest with each other too. Like there's been so many times yeah. where we talk so much shit to each other. It's hard to know when there is a line. <laughs> and yeah. thankfully now that we've grown and gotten to know each other better, when something does come up, I've had multiple times where people say, Hey man, that wasn't cool. Don't do that. And I'm like, okay, that's not a joke from now on. But yeah, yeah. but it's like, and that's the things you you never know. Like something that you may think is a joke that you know. And I'm I've been normally too. Yeah, no, yeah, and and sometimes, well, yeah, and sometimes somebody you know 
it's like it's it's happened between Andrew and I where I've sent him stuff recently stuff and it was like hey well I don't like that like I just had one time he scared me because I woke up oh, and I saw an Instagram message <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. No, it wasn't even like a day it was like a clown thing but I'd like literally just woken up so I was still like in a <laughs> fog haze of like <laughs> mid sleep mid whatever and I'm like oh, Andrew sent me something and it's this like scary clown thing. And I was like, what is going on right now? I was like, am I awake right now? I was like, this feels too scary to be real life. I was like, I was going crazy. I was like, Andrew, I was like, I'm scared right now. Don't send me that. Yeah. I like, so I deleted I was like, it off I don't, the feed. But it was dude. like, but I was, like, and I, was so, I was so like, I was so tired. I was like literally messaging. I was like, how do I remove it from my feed? I can't, I was like, I, I don't, don't want to look at it anymore. It. I, and I'm too scared to look at it anymore. I was like, you're scaring me. I was like, I didn't know I was afraid of these creepy clowns until I woke up and I had a video of them in front of my face. I was like, ah, how do I get it off my phone? I felt like a boomer yeah. who's just like, how do I get it off my phone? Ever since then, like, there's been a couple times I see a video I'm about oh, to send man. it to you and I'm like, ah, that's not the one. That's well, not the I think a lot of times, I just don't like, said. like, yeah, I'm like, I like, I mean, I like horror movies and stuff, but I like more of like suspenseful horror films not necessarily like straight up like scary costume or makeup or like i don't really like the gory stuff like saw like that's not really yeah. i'm not a fan of that yeah. but like a lot of the, like you know like suspenseful horror films or you know that's i think where it gets me is that like you're kind of like ah is this uh like you kind of where you don't know where it's gonna go like kind of some of some of jordan peele's movies like like it's psychological just kinda, like, stuff yeah the, the, the psychological stuff is like that's like the fun, scary movie for me to watch. I, enjoy that, I watched The Exorcist. I, see some I watched The Exorcist too. one time, and I watched it like this for most <laughs> of it because I was I was terrified. That movie, I was like I was like eighteen years old, and I remember when I was a kid, my, like we had passed through the blockbuster on Friday nights, and I would like The Exorcist would be there, and my dad was like, "Don't ever watch that movie." He was like, he was like, I was seventeen years old when that movie came out, and I went to the theaters, and he's like. He's like, that was the scariest thing I've ever seen. And I was like, okay. And then, you know, I, you know, I got to be a young adult and I was like, mm, yeah, sure. It's not that scary, whatever. And I was like, no, nah, that movie just freaked me out, man. I was like, <laughs> I could not, I could not do that. But say, did you watch Cabin in the Woods? I did, man. I thought it was a, it was a really cool concept and it was a, it was a little, it was a little shorter than I wanted it to be, but yeah, uh, it, uh, yeah, it was a good movie. I'm a yeah, huge horror. I'm, I'm the opposite yeah. of Lance. I'm a huge horror guy. And, uh, Andrew, Andrew, I just like fun stuff. Much, I'm happy. Andrew can pretty much send me about just about anything, and I'll be okay with it. Uh, yeah. I, I'm my, reserving my, those for you now. My tolerance for gore and and uh, weird shit is pretty high. So yeah, uh, I'm not that yeah. guy. I'm not that guy. Yeah. But that's well, growing yeah. as people now. We know. Well, yeah. <laughs> Different strokes for different folks. I mean, you oh, yeah, absolutely. close proximity to each other, you know, on the road. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. you got to live yeah. with them, basically. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. There's no running away. If you get mad at someone, <laughs> you, the farthest you, get on you that go bus, is 10 feet away. Uh, they're, not, they're not trapped in here with me. I'm trapped in there with them, all right? <laughs> that's, yeah. that's when we get on the bus. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Well, I just wanted to say uh, thanks to y'all for taking the time to do uh, do a podcast today here on the Red Dirt Aggie Show. Uh, yeah, man. Thank you. Thanks for absolutely. having us out, brother. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks, um, but I, I appreciate you, um, you know, taking a couple hours to do this. Um, 
And uh, look, maybe we'll have you on again sometime. You ever want to come on again? Just reach out. But yeah, uh, we'd love to. Let's figure it out sometime down the road. Absolutely. Uh, but this has been the Red Dirt Aggie Show. I'm Brian, the Red Dirt Aggie. This is um, about half of Treaty Oak Revival. <laughs> I, think, I think we lost. We lost. Uh, yeah, I think, we we lost, lost, I think, lost, the, I think the internet <laughs> cut out on Jeremiah. He was out near our shop, and uh, we That's don't have the best service out there. So. Um, but yeah, but thank y'all for hanging out. Uh, as always, gig and God bless. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. Yes, sir. See you. Let's see. Remember, keep that keep that tab open too. I don't know if it's gonna boot oh. you when I end this, so we'll see. I'm just <laughs> not gonna hang up. Well, it didn't <laughs> boot us last time you did the thing. It says it's 99. <laughs>